The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're tuned in to Grip It and Rip It, sponsored by LB's Meat Market. We're going to get started here in a second, but first, let's hear from LB's. Grip It and Rip It with Brian Scott Rippey is brought to you by LB's Meat Market. LB's, the preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi, the place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet for $10. they got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi, is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. Greg, as always, this is another edition of Fresh Cuts, a bi-week edition of Fresh Cuts. No, we'll miss game to stretch you out. I guess you can just focus on the action you have out there. We'll roll through last week. We'll get into all the games this week, our five locks as usual. What's up, man? Oh, man, just, you know, like I said, it's a bi-week, so uh, a lot of people have gone back home, and uh, so uh, it's kind of slow in Oxford, so it's kind of a, a, a casual break from the craziness, but... Yeah, uh, expecting another good weekend. Absolutely. It'll. Uh, what's the weather like there? Going to be nice? Yeah, man, it's been real nice. It's been, you know, a solid 65 to 70, uh, not a cloud in the sky. And uh, at night, it's kind of got a little chill in the air. But, you know, it's perfect grilling weather. I, I like when it's a little chill in the air. Uh, so it's perfect grilling weather. But, yeah, 65, uh, 70 degrees, perfect. Absolutely. Speaking of grilling weather, you got no excuse not to this weekend. You don't have a game to go to. You don't really have one you have to like stress out about. Maybe people nervous eat. Maybe people don't eat. I don't really know what you're into, but a perfect weekend to throw some stuff on the grill. What's uh, what's what's cracking at the store? Well, you know, we've got plenty of lane trains. My mom got all the mushrooms uh, stocked up today. So there you go. Oregon just uh, legalized those things. So congrats (laughs) to them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think it's not a felony, right? Um, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I read so they decriminalized just about everything. 
and they made uh, psychedelics uh, real, like like legal. Like I, I'm pretty sure you could go walk around, and I'm sure there's restrictions on it. I'm pretty sure you obviously you're not selling these kind of mushrooms. I don't know if any cops listen to this. Uh, yeah. You're talking about the food food mushrooms, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that one you can just uh, like I'm pretty sure it's legal there now. Yeah, I mean you know why not you know take a a, a trip. To, to Washington, right? Jeez. Yeah, that's a that's quite the strange one to uh to uh to kind of legalize, right? Like it's yeah. like, all right, well, like what can we get in city hall and lobby for? Let's legalize <laughs> tripping balls. I don't yeah. know, I, but, but hey, I I don't make the rules. Yeah, I mean, that's just like I said, that's just kind of the world we live in right now. So um, I don't know if that's going to be on anybody's bucket list is to go to. Uh, Seattle and eat a bunch of uh, mushrooms and, and uh, for the, for a week, but um, to touche if if that's uh, if that's uh, if that's what is that what you like to do? Yeah, if that floats your boat, like whatever, but bring it on. <laughs> anyway, that uh, now that we got that little sidebar out of the way, <laughs> we had a uh, we had a trippy week last week. I would say, to say the least, we both ended up through all of the SEC games for the six NFL games and the thirteen. What thirteen and yeah, six SEC games I should say, and thirteen NFL games. We ended up ten and nine, but our locks were horrible. I was one and three. You were zero oh and four. Yeah, but, our locks weren't so locked. Yeah, so were, I don't really know like what to locks. make of that. But we went profitable for the week. I went five and one in the SEC. My only loss was Missouri. The only your loss was Missouri too, and the one you went different on me was LSU. I went Auburn. Uh, whoa, what a what an ugly game that was. Um, but anyway, so strange week. Our locks were terrible after a profitable week last week. So that puts our locks respectively at I would be four and five, and you would be three and six with the lock since the restart since I lost my notepad on the trip to the coast. And then our record is right at five hundred after a profitable week this past week overall so strange week last week a great slate of games i enjoyed the nfl slate tremendously i enjoyed the there were a lot of good college games as well some uh, weird outcomes we got helped out we got absolutely detroit did not help us out we got absolutely uh we got lucky with the arkansas one that was a tough one if you were on the a&m side um i kept trying to think of anything else just seemed too ridiculous nothing Nothing that immediately stands out to me. Missouri uh, kind of hurt. I, I thought Missouri was going to play a little bit better ball game, but you know, I guess yeah, Florida well, maybe is. You know, they just got done recovering from all those COVID deaths. So, I mean, you know, that's that's a that's a good uh, good deal to do. Well, and I might have thrown my some cold hard cash on Dan Mullen in Florida if you told me Mullen was going to incite a riot at halftime. I would have been fully behind that, um, and that is pretty much exactly what he did. That uh, I actually did not see that in real time. I was watching another game. Did, and anybody, did he get fined or anybody get fined for any of that situation? He got fined $25,000, which is the exact same amount of money for Kiffin for retweeting the fact that his team got screwed against Auburn. So Mullen goes out on the field and goes after two Missouri players. Then after he pretty much – like he was not playing – I know he said some kind of crap in the, in the post game afterward, but uh, – he was not playing the role of peacemaker. He he threw gasoline on that fire and then comes back out of the tunnel and pumps up the crowd afterward and gets the same fine for Kiffin for smashing the retweet button after his team just gets absolutely screwed. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of a weird, like I said, weird world we live in. And just uh, that's kind of how the cookie crumbles. You got to take care of your big boys. And 
you know, and punish the, uh, the people that are trying to improve their program. Yeah, I suppose so. That's a uh, that's a weird way to take care of it because, like, if there's anything, like, I, I get, like, the, the commissioner, like, whatever conspiracy theories that people want to say about the SEC, but I would say no matter if you're Alabama or Nick Saban or Vanderbilt, I imagine you would not want your coaches behaving that way. So I, I just, I was shocked by that one. I figured he might get a suspension or a much steeper fine. That just seems, that just seems like no matter who you are, you probably don't want that if you're Greg Sankey having your coach run on the field and go after opposing student athletes. But hey, what do I know? Mullen gets a slap on the wrist and here we are. But anyway, that was kind of the week that was last week. Really nothing, uh, Nothing really too crazy. I didn't think happened unless we, unless I missed something. Um, but yeah, so we've got another good slate this week. Obviously, no old miss game to uh, to go over, but we do have a lot of different games. So let's roll into this thing. Let's see what the uh, the old LB's board is this week. We'll start in the SEC as we always do, and then we'll work our way through the NFL games. And to start. Our first SEC game on this fine upcoming Saturday is I gotta find a different site. Every time I go through these sites, it takes forever to find the SEC games. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party, or whatever you're allowed or not to call it, allowed to call it now. Georgia minus three and a half against Florida. Uh, in this game's still in Jacksonville, right? They didn't move this. Yeah, it's Kansas. still in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's that's what I thought. I just was asking because they moved Arkansas and Texas A&M out of Jerry World. But yeah, anyway, no, uh, Florida, uh, everything's open in Florida. You know that uh, they're, they're not scared of the COVID. Yeah, their governor actually like pretty, uh, pretty much just was like, yeah, if you want to come here and do whatever you want, you can have full capacity at stadiums. Obviously, that's not the case. Most like local places have set restrictions and just like that can't do that. But yeah, they're uh, they're rip roaring and tearing. They're not uh, they're not scared. Georgia is minus three and a half here. If there's ever a year for Florida to do it, I think it's going to be this year. So I'll actually ride with the University of Florida here. They're only plus 140 to win the game. It's plus three and a half. I'm not necessarily sure what to make of uh, Florida's, I should say, Georgia's offense. Like people kind of talk themselves into Stetson Bennett and then two weeks later kind of realize, hey, maybe this guy just sucks. Uh, I do have concerns about Florida's defense. They played much better last week. You know, be that like make of that what you will against Missouri. I just like Florida in this spot because, granted, in a normal year, I probably would have liked them even more. I just feel like if you if you're Mullen and you got Georgia in a transition year quarterback, if you don't catch these dudes now, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. So I will uh, I'll start us off here by going Florida. I'm I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, I think this is the time that uh, Florida gets them. I mean, you know, they've been uh, real close the last couple of years, but I mean, you know. Like you were saying, this is the time to get them. Uh, you know, Georgia just had that, you know, tough loss against uh, Alabama, and, you know, they didn't really play real well against Kentucky. And, um, you know, 14 points against a decent Kentucky defense is uh, um, probably not acceptable. But, yeah, I mean, I think Florida uh, can match them uh, talent, you know, on both sides of the ball. And I think uh, – actually, I think it's going to be a Florida money line on this, uh, on this go. But, yes, yeah, so I'll take the points with you. Yeah, I just this is obviously I think going to be the game of the weekend. I'm actually excited to watch this because even in such a weird year, this has a uh, this has long term implications for just kind of what Mullen is going to be at Florida. Um, yeah, it's a big game terms. for him. Yeah, I mean, it's a big yeah, game. it is. Uh, it is huge. So anyway, so we we'll, uh, we both go Florida there. Next one we got's a fascinating one at the exact uh, the exact same 
time. No, actually, this one is showing Mississippi State is at 3.30. Excuse me. Um, strange uh, strange time there. They're usually 2.30 or 3. Mississippi State is mi- minus 19.5 at home against Vanderbilt. And I don't even really need to know a ton about this game. Vanderbilt does have a couple guys out. They've got a tackle out and they've got a linebacker out, I presume, with COVID issues. I'm not sure if that's an injury. Um, can Mississippi State score 19 on anyone? I- I'm going to go Vanderbilt here. I just... Uh, I no just like I don't think Vanderbilt's good. We watched it last week. They're they're horrible. Like they they just don't match up well. They're undermanned. They've got a freshman quarterback. But if Vanderbilt scores fourteen points, is State going to score thirty four? Yeah, I mean, I I think if, if I think there's going to be an eight hundred number below if you're watching this game that says seek help game because this is just disaster written all over it. Um, I honestly think it's going to be a three to two game. I think, you know, uh, Vanderbilt's going to get a safety early and just uh, hold on to it. And then maybe state's going to kick a field goal with like five seconds left. And I think it's going to be a three to two ball game. Honestly, I just, uh, I, I wouldn't uh, waste, waste my time on it, but I would take uh, Vanderbilt here regardless of how bad they are. I mean, you know, um, Mississippi state's got some, uh, some inner issues with the with the team, and uh, you know you really don't want to put your money on something like that. So um, let's uh, go with the the worst, the world's worst uh, football team, and uh, Vanderbilt. I like it with you. Well, the total thirty four and a half. So if you're pro- if you're projecting Mississippi State to cover this spread, what are you projecting? Is that yeah? I mean, I would say take the team twenty eight seven thirty seven like twenty like twenty four three like that's. That's they're assuming, and State's defense has been good. That's what's kind of been the shame about how putrid they've been offensively. They have a top half defense in the SEC. They've been quite good. They just literally can't score. So I'm just I'm a little perplexed by this one. And yeah, maybe Vanderbilt scoring 14 to stretch, but is it really a stretch for Vanderbilt to score 10? That means State's going to have to score 30. Yeah, like I said, I, I honestly I think it's just way too many points, and uh, I was real shocked whenever that line came out, you know, because. Uh, regardless of how bad Vanderbilt is, you know, State's not that great. And even if you were saying, you know, if uh, Vanderbilt scores 10 points, that means, uh, you know, uh, State's going to have to put up 30. And I just I just don't see that at all. I, yeah, I just uh, – that's one of the ones I, I really – I just – I don't understand. So that's a perplexing line. Boy, if you're State and you don't win that game, I, I, I don't think they win another game the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, you know, sound the alarms for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a, man, that, yeah, that's a tough look if, if you somehow crap that one up. But and, anyway. And again, like uh, he's doing, he's already said that he's purging the lineups and everything like that. I mean, how long, how, how long are you going to give uh, my, uh, Leach, you know, the time to get his players and get everything set up? I mean, that sounds like a two-year process. <laughs> Yeah, and there's got to be some wins that come with it. Like, state fans are not going to be patient enough to sit through, you know, whatever this season turns out to be, and then, like, 2-10 and or something next year. Like, next year they're going to need to win five games to where you can put something out there and just be like, hey, like, yeah, we're still getting our guys in here, but there's something. But anyway, that's a a perplexing one. There's a – I guess what I'm confused about, and this may be because of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, there's no 11 a.m. game for the SEC. Um, so I, that, that's what I was kind of searching for earlier as I was fumbling around looking for the games as best I could tell there is not an 11 a.m. game. So be that as it may, the next one we are going to roll through is a night game, 
Texas A&M against South Carolina. South Carolina is plus 10 at home against Texas A&M. Will Muschamp's got to find some consistency in his program. I don't think anyone necessarily is getting fired this year. Maybe they'll find the money to do it. I'm not sure. But this feels like a, a kitchen sink game for South Carolina. So I'll actually keep the underdog trend going here, and I'll go with South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's actually kind of a big game for Texas A&M because, uh, uh, you know, the, the only loss is to Alabama, and they can actually, uh, you know, uh, have a salvage a good season here. But uh, I think when they come to Oxford, they, uh, I think Ole Miss might have something for them. Um, I, that's just my 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 uh, call on that. I, I like South Carolina here. I think, you know, it's actually bumped up to 10 now. Um, I just, you know, I, I know Texas A&M is playing real good, but I just don't trust Kellen Mond that much. And uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on this. Uh, I'm going to go with South Carolina with you also. Next one we got going is Tennessee and Arkansas. This has actually turned into a very fascinating game. I don't know if this is a trap, but Tennessee's minus two on the road at Arkansas, given what Tennessee's played like. They're coming off a bye week, but the last couple of weeks, they have looked absolutely horrendous. I'm going to go Arkansas here. I'll take the bait. I think Arkansas wins this game outright by a touchdown. Yeah, and, you know, I hate to agree with you again since we just literally agreed on every pick, but uh, I think Arkansas is in a better situation. Uh, You know, Tennessee, (laughs) uh, that uh, Garitano is – I'd much rather watch uh, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt than that guy play. He's pretty bad. And, uh, you know, you you are who your quarterback is, and I think that – uh, Felipe Franks is a better quarterback, and uh, I think it'll get uh, Arkansas is going to get it done. And you know, if they win that game, they're the three and three, and they easily could be, you know, five and two. You know, so uh, you know, uh, Arkansas is one of those programs that's turning around, and uh, a good hire with Sam Pittman for sure. So I like Arkansas to win here easy. That's uh, that's the end of the SEC slate because they're always, you know, the last couple of years they've made it a thing to give Alabama and LSU a bye before they play the next week and that kind of egg on their face for that one this year. I get why they do it historically. No one could have predicted LSU being this bad, but you've got Auburn on a bye too. You've got Ole Miss on a bye. So a very, very light SEC slate this weekend, um, which may not may or may not be the worst thing in the world is you're kind of seeing all the COVID uh, kind of really tick up. It's affecting the NFL pretty poorly, and it's affecting college games. I think I saw seven cancellations. So light, light SEC scheduled this week. And that will, uh, none of us, none of us use our locks on that. I'll retroactively, since it's the last one we picked, I'm going to throw a lock on the Arkansas one. That's one of my locks. I feel, uh, I feel pretty great about that. Yeah, man, you know, I hate to take the same thing with you on that, but yeah, I like Arkansas a lot too, but um, I'm actually going to go with uh, Vanderbilt as uh, my unlock of uh, uh, as my first unlock of the week. That okay, was... there you go. So that's that's your lock. You got Vanderbilt's lock. That was actually the second one I was going for. So I'm kind of glad we went on opposite sides there. That's uh, that's funny. That's uh, th- yeah, I like I that. Like though. Those pick. are the two just... out of the four I'm most confident in easily. Yeah, and then of course you know probably State's going to win forty-five to you know seven and make me make me look really bad, which uh, which that's uh, that's okay. But uh, let's take Vanderbilt for, for my first unlock. I'm gonna call mine unlocks. Look at if State uh, after last week, we should both probably call them unlocks. But uh, yeah, I mean, look if State does that, that's a kind of a that's that's it, you can't take much out of it, but it is a sign that like okay, the sky is not literally falling. But but they lose that game. Woof. Um, 
But let's uh, let's roll into the NFL or wake up a winter game. We're recording this right before kickoff. You'll know the result of this so last time. The uh, Niners and Packers, the COVID game of the week. This is uh, this is the co like this. So the Niners are. The Packers are down a couple guys of COVID. The Niners had a false positive with wide receiver Kendrick Bourne that resulted in four other guys being out for this game because the way the NFL protocols work, if you're a high-risk close contact, you have to test positive and isolate for five days, which normally in the NFL, if it happens on a Tuesday and you test negative through Saturday, nope, no big deal. You just miss practice and you play. This Thursday night game, he tests positive. It's a false positive, but because of their own protocols, these guys are just healthy scratches now, which is kind of a shame, but this is just kind of life in the NFL at this point. I'm going to go the San Francisco 49ers because it just seems like there's no reason to pick them. No Kittle, no Jimmy G. I thought this game would be more than a touchdown. It is in Santa Clara, so maybe that is something. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I don't know what else to make of this. I'll just go Niners just because. Yeah, I mean, you know, Green Bay hadn't looked good the last two weeks. That loss to Minnesota uh, last week was just uh, ugly. And uh, you definitely can see the Aaron Rodgers, you know, the uninterested Aaron Rodgers coming out. And it, I'm telling you, he's not going to be in Green Bay next year. I just, I'm, I'm going to stick to my gun on that. And uh, That's right. We were trying to find the futures on that. Yeah, I think he's going to go to, LA, uh, to Las Vegas. But, I, I mean, I can be totally wrong. I just... I just like said um, the last two games that the you know the camera flashes to that Aaron Rodgers face that you know he doesn't care you know he's just so casual about it but you know and then he turns around and uh, and plays those first three games and you're like wow Green Bay's good I, I I'm gonna go with the uh, this is a travel rule game for me I, I'm gonna have to agree with you um, I, I like San Francisco I mean uh, just regardless of the situation I just think that. Um, the San Francisco uh, Shanahan's a little bit better coach, and uh, he'll get it taken care of. But this is a travel rule game for me, so I like San Francisco also. I've flipped on the Packers. The Packers came back with a loss that absolutely uh, was great for Vegas, but absolutely killed uh, betters last week. I saw like 91% of money was on them to beat and cover um, Minnesota, and Minnesota wins the game outright. I've kind of flipped on the Packers this year. It's been kind of weird. You know how last year, like they went thirteen and three, and nobody really bought it. It was like a soft thirteen and three, and no, everyone was like, "Yeah, this team's record's great, but they're not that good." The first three games of the year, I thought, oh, this is a Super Bowl team. Like the offense looks a lot less stagnant. The defense is Super Bowl contender. They had that huge win in New Orleans on Sunday night, but now I've reverted back to what I felt about them last year. It's like they're kind of fraudulent. They're a weird team. I might change my mind again about them. But uh, so we're both going San Francisco there. Next one, we got early game. This is a great uh, this is a great matchup against two kind of interesting teams. Buffalo's plus three at home against Seattle. That seems like everyone's going to hammer Buffalo. I'm going to go Seattle here. I uh, Buffalo's struggling. I don't necessarily know what to think or what to actually make of Josh Allen. And so I'm going to go buff. I'm going to go Seattle here. That offense is clicking on all cylinders. They're going to get Carlos Dunlap this week. Uh, uh, Defensive line help, pass rush help that they traded for last week from Cincinnati. He kind of forced his way out of there. I like Seattle here as the road favorite. Yeah. um, I I mean, this is a travel rule, but you know, I should be doing Buffalo, but I, I mean, I'm going to go with you again on this. This, uh, I, I like Seattle, man. I mean, Russell Wilson's, Playing, you know, probably, you know, he will be the MVP this year without a doubt. Um, you know, and DK Metcalf is just an absolute machine out there. And 
you know, it's just hard not to um, take a bet against those two guys. And, um, you know, Pete Carroll's, quite, you know, is, is quietly a really, really good, uh, re- respectable coach in the NFL. So I'm going to go with Seattle here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on Josh Allen. I know the, the numbers look nice and whatnot, but I, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know how he gets it done. So I, I like, I like Seattle here. I'm going to go with uh, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Deke have to roll on this. Virtual picture here, Greg, I'm dipping back in. Uh, I'm having a relapse. I am, uh, I am breaking three, breaking free of the chains that uh, you've bestowed on me for this next one. Atlanta is minus four against Denver. And last week I went with uh, Carolina over them in what was a weird line on a Thursday night game. And now that they're not blowing games, now that I've seen them hold a fourth quarter lead, Atlanta could actually be like six and two. They're not bad. I like their interim coach, Raheem Morris. If you'll remember kind of about a decade and a half back, he got the Bucks job at age like 31 or something absurd. It didn't work out, but he's good. They're playing with good energy. They're not a bad football team. They've just inexplicably found ways to lose games. Denver pulled one out of their ass last week. The Chargers were up 24 to three and they come back and win the game on them on the last play of the game with the help of a pass interference call. I'm going to go Atlanta here. I'm back on the Atlanta train. They looked good last week. They convinced me Carolina sucked. I'm going Atlanta here. They're going to be this team that goes like six and 10 or something and wins a few down the stretch where that Morris might get that job. That's uh, that's my early call thoughts. Yeah, I have to, I mean, here I get, again, I'm agreeing with you. I, I like Atlanta here. I mean, this, uh, D- Denver is just, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I just don't, can't name any, uh, players on their team. And, uh, I don't, you know, ha- know how they got it done last week against, uh, the chargers, but, uh, I like Atlanta, you know, uh, a new coach comes in and gives you a new attitude and, uh, let, lets the player know that, Hey, you know, if you're not, you know, wanting to be on this team, then, uh, we don't have you know room for you. So I, I like the, uh, Raheem Morris a lot. I think it's a, a good, uh, intern hire. And I think if, uh, you know, uh, he gets Matt Ryan on the same page with Julio Jones and, um, uh, what's the other wide receiver from Alabama up there? Ridley. Ridley. I mean, those are, man, that, I mean, that's an awesome co- uh, combo. And, I just think I think they're going to turn around. I, I like Atlanta to roll and actually going to go really out of the box. And I'm going to go with one of my unlocks on Atlanta here. Let's go with one of my unlocks. Atlanta this might most. be the most dangerous show we've ever done because we've agreed on every pick and we're doing yeah. reckless things like locking the Falcons and unlocking the Falcons. I uh, So watch out. This is I, I know probably know the answer to this, but I'm just going to pose the question out there to uh, to keep hope. This is either a really great sign or a horrible sign, and we will uh, we will see come we oh, will yeah. see come next week. The next game we've got another early game. We've got Tennessee at minus six and a half at home against Chicago. And while Chicago ugly covered last week, that pretty much did it for me in the sense I'm done giving Chicago the benefit of the doubt because of their defense. They need to go back to Mitch. There is no way Mitch can be worse than what Foles is right now. I just don't believe it. Like I watched Mitch the first three games. I watched him come in. Foles caught lightning in a bottle in Atlanta. Leads him to that comeback win. There's no way he can be worse. At least he can run. Foles can't throw and he can't run. At least Mitch can. So I'm going to go Titans here. I'm tired of the Bears. Yeah, I have to agree with you on this. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if the ship has sailed with Mitch, but I mean, he's 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 under contract. Um, you know, Foles is what is Nick Foles? He is the best backup quarterback of all time. 
there's a reason for that, you know. Uh, I, I think you pull the trigger on Mitch, get 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 a Mitch back in there. I don't know if you've seen the barstool guy that's uh, obsessed with Mitch Brisky, but he has a video. He's like Mitch, Mitchy, Mitchy. You know, it's it's one of those things you gotta uh, watch. It's real. Fun Bill Simmons calls him Trubisky truthers, which I kind of <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, I I, I say, I mean, yes, uh, you know, Foles has has got, but man, it's it, I, I think you got to put Mitch back in just to see, and you're probably going to see him back in there around the third quarter because I think Tennessee is going to be uh, all over them, you know. And I think you know, it, like I said, I like. I'm going to have to agree with you again on this, man. I like Tennessee a lot on this one, so I'm going to roll with you on Tennessee. I think the Bears are probably the uh, the worst five and three team, and uh, it's going to show this weekend. For in sure. a long time. They're probably the worst five and three team in a long time. They, I don't understand how they got to where they got. The thing we have is actually offline right now. So you've got an interesting situation up in Detroit. It's Minnesota and Detroit's on the road. Matthew Stafford came into contact, apparently, with someone with COVID-19 away from the football facility. So it had nothing to do with the Detroit Lions. So now he's in the whatever isolation, whatever they make you do for close contact. I think he's going to play. Just Matt Patricia did the whole college BS thing where it's he was like, I'm not going to comment on that. It's like, come on, man. This is the NFL. Some reporter's going to get a scoop and dig this up. But quit, quit being a loser about it. Like, So he would not comment on it. So there's not a whole lot um, of information there out there. I'm trying to look this up as I am uh, blabbering. Yeah, um, plus four right now in Detroit is what, what I've got. Detroit might become my new Atlanta. I have to stop doing it. I'm going to go Minnesota here. They looked yeah. really good last week. They seem like they've got a little bit of mojo going on. I'm going to go with Detroit. I, excuse me. I'm going to go with um, Minnesota here because Detroit's burned me one too many times. Yeah, and they uh, – I mean, last week was probably my last straw for sure. Um, and, you know, I, again, I, I don't look like Matt Patricia, and, I, and uh, I'm not Matt Patricia. So let's bet against Matt Patricia because he, you know – it's just not professional about his job, and uh, he needs to be a little bit better uh, doing his job. Uh, let's go with Minnesota to roll here. I actually like it a lot. Man, we have literally agreed on every pick. This is getting nuts. I feel like we're going to disagree on this next one, or at least maybe. Uh, really kind of sneaky good game. I'm not sure if it's actually a good game, but it's uh, it's Indianapolis and Baltimore. Indy is plus two at home against the Ravens. And this Lamar Jackson storyline is starting to get uh, a little bit interesting because the Steelers go in there last week into Baltimore and really just kind of play like ass for a half a football. Big Ben wasn't very good and come back and win the game. When it's it's gotten to the point where it now you kind of seeing what's happening is the Ravens, to their credit, beat the hell out of bad teams. Like Lamar Jackson is a great playmaker. That way that unconventional offense is they beat the hell out of bad teams. But when D good defensive scheme against them like the titans in the playoffs <laughs> last year and a couple others um teams are starting to kind of figure him out and i'm not sure I, that's that's such a cliche term and i'm not even sure if that's that's the right way to say it they're learning how to limit him to where he just doesn't torch them and the colts have a very good defense so i'm actually going to go indy to win this game outright with a lock yeah I, uh you beat me to it to the uh the unlock i, I you know I, I know baltimore's defense is good and uh it's just you know, Lamar Jackson just can't throw the ball. I mean, you put you put a line two two linebackers underneath, and you know two safeties on the top, and 
he really can't read those that coverage real well because he's trying to either pull it down or get that hot route. And just, you know, I, I, yes, you're correct. On, uh, he beats bad teams. Uh, Indianapolis showed up last weekend, and Jordan Wilkins had a good game. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Indianapolis to, you know, to – Win that, win that conference, and uh, I, I think into Indianapolis gets the win here. I actually like them on the money line. Also, Indy's going to be a real sob in the playoffs if Philip Rivers is not terrible. If he can literally just be a competent quarterback, when I say not terrible, he's kind of washed at this point. But if he can be the version of Wash that like Breeze is right now, where Breeze is just not throwing it downfield, but nor is he turning it over, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense if they remain healthy. He just has to stop turning the ball over. And the Lions aren't a terrible team, and you really just kind of saw them enforce their will and just kind of pound the I, I, the Lions last week. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am I don't know what to make of uh, people. People, I don't know what to make of it, but people are going to start talk. I guess my point in getting to all that is. People are going to start talking about the Colts if you pull this one off. Yeah, because, um, like you were saying, that defense is solid. I think they're going to probably run the ball more and, you know, stick to the roots. You know, you've got Jonathan Taylor back there, and Wilkins had a big game last weekend. So, um, I would, you know, stick with running the ball and, uh, you know, just – you know, let Philip, you know, Rivers just manage the game. Uh, you, you know, you don't. You, that's why you get him as a, as a, as a quarterback in a free agency because you know he he's a decent quarterback and he's got good experience. Just let him manage the game, and uh, I think just Philip Rivers just made mistakes down the you know the stretch in his uh, Chargers career. And, uh, so I like it. I like Indianapolis a lot on this. The um, this next one is really the first one all week, and we've got a, I think a, a two in a row here that are just kind of gross. Um, but this is the first one that really just kind of makes you go, Ugh. Jacksonville is six and a half at home against the Houston Texans, and Jacksonville is starting a kid. And forgive me, I don't even want to look this up because I really just wanted to underscore my point. I don't know who the hell they're starting. They're start Gardner Minshew has a thumb problem or something with his in his in his hand. I think that he's been playing with. Um, so Jacksonville starting a kid that is less notable than Ben DiNucci. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, Do you know who this is? No. Is he real? They might just uh, snap it to Fournette. Actually, they don't have him either. That's a was a joke, a terrible joke at that. Uh, Luton? Luton? What's what's this kid's name? Jake Luton. Jake Luton. Wow. No, I I have not heard. Of course. Uh, you know, you look at the Houston situation, and they're just as bad as disaster as uh, the Jacksonville situation. So, uh, you really just caught, flip the coin on this. I, um, man, you know, uh, you, you feel bad for Deshaun Watson because he's a really good quarterback. I, I'm anxious to see where he ends up. I don't know if he'll stay in Houston. Uh, I would actually, you know, request to get out of there if I, if, if you know, if you could. Well, and so that's Bill Simmons. I was listening to his podcast. I keep bringing him up this week. This is like the Bill Simmons plug. But on his podcast last week, he had Cousin Sal do that thing on Sundays, and he made a good point in the sense that the the uh, the Texans have to try. There's no like they, they can't tank because Miami has their draft picks from that Tunsil trade. So they have to keep trying. So I'm going to go Houston here. One because I've never heard of Jake Luton. The scouting report I have on him via Google Images is. Caucasian and shitty neck beard. 
Uh, right handed. Yeah, okay. All right. That, Sorry, I'm he's right handed too. Give me, yeah, give me Houston. Give me Houston. So, I'm gonna go Houston here. But he made a good point. And Romeo Cornell, too old to probably be vying for a permanent job there at 73. But they have to try. There's really no no value at all in them tanking because they're not going to see the fruits of it. They they don't have draft picks. So I'm going to go Houston here just because Jacksonville's defense is the worst in the NFL. And when you take out Minshew, there's no competent quarterback to even try to erase it. So I'm going Houston here. Yeah, I have to agree with you on it. I'm with you on it. Dude, gross game here. Chargers, Raiders. And this line doesn't make any sense, which probably means we're going to get it wrong. Uh, the Chargers are minus one at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. I saw the Chargers have lost 38 one-score games in the last five years or something, or eight years or something. Something absurd that I couldn't believe is a real stat. The Raiders are coming off a huge win at Cleveland. I don't understand why they're an underdog here. I'll bite. I'll take Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to bite with you, but I have to agree with you. I mean, I, I just think that Las Vegas is a better team. But, you know, um, Herbert's a solid quarterback, man. And, you know, that, that it literally like they gave that game away to D- Denver last week. And um, I, it, it, it's hard. I, I'm going to try to not to keep agreeing with you, but I think that Las Vegas is just going to be a better team. And they just had uh, might have turned it around last week with that win against Cleveland. Next one, I just uh, I don't even really know what to do with this. I'm just going by nature. Dallas Cowboys plus 14 at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Danucci is not starting. They're either going to go with Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush because Andy Dalton is now in COVID protocol. Uh, Steelers here. This just this feels like a snoozer. Yeah, I mean, uh, who, what quarterbacks did you say that Dallas was considering? They cited Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert because they have more experience in Ben DiNucci. I think uh, uh, Garrett, Cooper Rush, I think, has two games of experience. And Gilbert, Garrett Gilbert does have a couple. He was a backup for a while before going to the uh, the AAF. He was actually an AAF guy. Um, so, yeah, that just kind of sums it all up. I don't understand. Like, I don't know what to make of this. So, whatever. Pittsburgh is yeah. awesome. Dallas yeah. is not. I, I, yeah, Pittsburgh is definitely – um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh uh, looks really, really solid. And uh, I, you just can't, I mean, regardless, I know these are all professional athletes and uh, it's hard to uh, take a 14-point uh, line, but Dallas is a disaster and uh, there's no telling what's going to happen in Dallas. But I, I have to agree with you. Uh, I'm going to agree with you again. And uh, we're going to take Pittsburgh and roll for sure. We've run the table together. We've agreed on every pick. This is a dangerous, dangerous yeah. podcast. And yeah. we did not we did not get together on this beforehand. As a little inside baseball here, Greg and I pretty much call each other, talk about last week's record, hit the record button, and just let let it flow for the lack of a better place. This was not rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do not rehearse this. Uh. <laughs> So this is uh, this is getting more dangerous by the day. We only have three more games to go in the whole slate. Here's uh, probably if you talk about you got an early game that's a marquee game in Seattle and Buffalo. Uh, the late one you've got Arizona is minus four and a half at home against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins last week had a great win against the Rams to his first start. He didn't really have to do anything. They had a couple defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdown. Jared Goff threw up all over himself. It was really they just gave the game to them. I feel like most of the world is going to go on Miami here, and I actually still sneaky like Miami maybe to win the AFC East. No one's really talking about them, and Buffalo's struggling. New England sucks. Um, 
it's a long climb because they did already lose to Buffalo once this year in Miami, but it's not completely out of the realm of possibility, but I'm going to go the other way here. I think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals win by a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first podcast we did, um, the, uh, the, the, uh, money line on the Miami dolphins to win the East was like something ridiculous, right? It's like 1250 or something. when we Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a pretty high number. Uh, Man, they're actually they're pretty. De- I mean, you know, for for Tua not having to do much last week, and the defense really took care of everything. You know, uh, the Rams aren't a bad football team, so um, you know the Dolphins are are looking pretty good. Uh, again, Kyler Murray is man, he's 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 special to watch, and you know, it was kind of I think the zoomed in on him smiling whenever uh, he saw uh, Hopkins having one on one over there, and it's just. Uh, you know, he's really, you know, uh, becoming a really solid quarterback. And uh, actually, he's uh, a little couple MVP uh, talks about it. So uh, I think, you know, Kyler Murray's going to be a good one. Uh, I, I have to agree with you on the Arizona on the four and a half, but I'm going to stick to with my Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to see if I can't if I can't uh, squeak one out here on you and in uh, in the standings and see if I can't get one, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm going to almost, I'm going to flip a roo on you on that one. I pulled kind of, like I like a, that pick though. I pulled like a, a Pennsylvania, Michigan and pencil uh, and uh, Georgia on you. I just uh, thought, thought you thought I was going to take Arizona. And then I just pulled real quick and like, no, I'm taking my hand. <laughs> well, I- yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll spend the week deciding who actually won these games and who declared victory in each state uh, next week <laughs> instead of figure out uh, instead of, <laughs> instead of go go based off the math. But anyway, we uh we got what two more games left. The Sunday night game is a great one. We've got New Orleans and uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa coming off kind of a slog of a win where they kind of got lucky to get out of there with the victory. I think even if the Giants had forced overtime, that Tampa probably goes down the field and scores and wins. But hey, who knows? Like that was an ugly game that. You know, Daniel Danny Dimes, if he had two backbreaking turnovers or the Giants probably beat the Bucks on Monday night. Short week. I um I've been down on the Saints all year. I'm sure it's probably irked a few Saints fans that listen to this podcast, but I like them in this spot. I'm going New Orleans plus four and a half. I think Tampa Bay does too much dumb stuff in games. I think New Orleans can really kind of put them in a tough spot when it comes to the division if they win this. I'm not sure if they win the game outright, but if you're giving me four, I'm going New Orleans. It's actually yeah. four and a half, excuse me. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, you know, T- Tampa Bay didn't look really good last week against a, you know, a, a very shitty uh, da- uh, New York Giants team. So, I, I, of course, I'm a Saints fan. So, you, uh, you're not going to irk me at all. So, I'm going to take New Orleans for sure. I'm, I like them a lot. Monday night game to round out the week. Oh, God. What did ESPN do to deserve this? Jets and Pats in New England, excuse me, in New York or in New Jersey, wherever the hell it is they play now. The Jets are plus seven and a half. New England could have beaten Buffalo last week. Cam had a tough fumble late. They had some guys out. I don't really know what to make of them. I can't bet the Jets. I'm just going to go New England. I don't even really put much stock in this. This feels like teaser central, but like, I just, I'm not, I'm not going against the Jets. The Jets have yet to cover a spread this year. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, don't put yourself through the misery. You no, know, I'm uh, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They covered against Buffalo. They're oh yeah, they once. did. And that was one of my lo- uh, one of my unlocks that I used. Oh my gosh, that was such a lucky cover though. The de- the Bills kicked six field goals. 
Yeah, that's it was, a, they scored that's 18 points and couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah, that's a t- that's a typical. Uh, that that would be one of my locks would would do that for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I can't bet on the Jets. I mean, we uh, we've set it in stone that we would never bet on the Jets, and then uh, this as soon as we set that in stone, they covered against the Bills. So uh, again, I think New England turns it around. Uh, I, I, let's go with New England to roll and uh, just not even watch it. Yeah, this is this is going to be a tough one. That's that's. I get maybe what ESPN was trying to do because you didn't think the Jets would be this bad going in the year. It's like Darnold year three. Maybe they're a little frisky and they can't flex Monday night games. They have to be preset. So like, I get what they were trying to do, but what just a brutal draw for ESPN. But uh, that was uh, that was week nine. Is that week yeah. nine? Uh, week, I think, week, yeah, week nine. And wow. No, I, I, uh, you missed one, uh, and this is going to be one of my unlocks, is uh, – the uh, Washington football team. Oh, I skipped over. I do this every week. I miss a game every oh. single week, and it's right in front of my face. Uh, uh, the Washington – I really like – I think the Washington football team is going to beat the New York football team uh, by uh, a solid margin uh, this weekend for sure. I, I, li- I like uh, – I, I really like that ter- uh, Terry L- uh, McLaurin, man. I, I, I think he's going to be a really good uh, – Really good player. Um, I, I like I like I like him a lot, and I think they just named him a uh, team uh, as a team captain this weekend on Twitter. So um, I I think that you know uh, Ron Rivera is a you know is a, is a better coach than what's his name Jerry Judge, Joe Judge, Joe Judge. My bad. I apologize, Joe Judge. Um, I, I, I like longtime listener of the show. Yeah, I know. He's probably heartbroken that I'm that I missed his name, uh, messed up his name. Uh, I like I like Washington a lot, and that's one uh, that's going to be another one of my unlocks. So I'm going to retroactively. I, we've only disagreed once, so why stop there? I actually like this one too, so I'm locking that as well. And then I'm going to retroactively lock Saints Bucks. So my locks this week were. Oh, shoot. I had one college one that now I can't find in my notes. What the hell did I just do? That's all right here. Uh, oh, I locked Vandy. I locked, no, I did Vandy. I did Vandy. That's right. You did Vandy. I who, uh, I locked Arkansas. You did Arkansas. That's right. And then I locked the Falcons. Yeah. And I locked the Colts. And then I'm going to retroactively lock the Saints and – the Washington football team. So that's five, right? That's five for me. And then you yes. had what? I think I only got four, maybe. I think I did Vanderbilt, uh, the Washington football team. Um, you did Arkansas as well, didn't you? Uh, maybe. Screw it. No. We're throwing it in now. Yeah, yeah. Throw, give me Arkansas. I like it. And then you had one more, but anyway, they've already heard it once. They uh, yeah, I mean they don't need any... to hear it again. They've already, you know, they they're they're glued to their uh, they're glued to it right now. I will. The only reason they'd be finding our locks is to fade them. Yeah, well, I, you know, and I don't blame them, you know, but we're we're professionals, and you know, so it's it's not a big deal. So, but I will say, uh, you got the Breeders' Cup this weekend. It's a it's a really good big race this weekend that you need to check out, Rippy. Give us this feel before we get out of here. What's your uh, Breeders' Cup elevator? Pitch? Well, I mean, there's a lot of uh, really, really good races. Uh, your Swiss Skydiver is uh, going to be running against uh, Monomoy Girl, which uh, Monomoy Girl is a uh, 
man, she's a really good horse. They purchased her for $40,000 and she has won over $3 million in winnings. And, uh, wow. she, yeah, she is actually, uh, going to be sold t- this Tuesday at the, uh, Fashion Tipton, um, uh, sale, October sale. So if you, uh, if you have a couple million dollars laying around and, uh, you uh, you want some uh, want, want want to buy a horse? Uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of good ones available uh, this Tuesday, but uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to be a really good race. Uh, Montemore Girl versus Swiss Skydiver. Um, you know, Tis the Law is going to be running um, this weekend, and uh, you know that uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, uh, it's going to be a pretty good one. You've got Tis the Law. You've got my Authentic. He's going to be in there. Uh, Improbable is going to be a a good horse, but, um, I'm, there's a, I'm going to take a long shot on the gray. It's, uh, his name is Tactus. Uh, he's, uh, right now he's, you can get him at plus three, uh, 3,300 to win. I don't know if he's going to win, but I would put a third, uh, you know, a, a $20 bill on him to finish third place. It might pay you, pay, pay you some money back, but there's some really good races this weekend, but, um, if there's a, a couple horses to keep an eye on, I really like Ant Pearl. If you can bet, bet on Ant Pearl. And then also um, there's a, um, the filly called Nyquist. Um, it's, it's a really good, it's, uh, it's at 10 to 1 right now. So you could probably get some money on that one uh, if it hits the board. But yeah, I would recommend watching the Breeders' Cup this weekend. It's, uh, it's the Super Bowl of horse racing. Folks, it's the only place you're getting Breeders' Cup and football takes at the same time. This was great. We're over halfway through the NFL season. I don't know how to feel about that. We're over halfway through the college football season as well. This uh, flies by, but let's finish strong in the second half. One more time, go check him out, LB's University Avenue from Cross from Kroger. You know the drill at this point. It's going to be fantastic weather. You don't have to stress about the Ole Miss defense this weekend. So celebrate with, uh, with some smoked meats. Yeah, let's go smoke some meats. Um, and if you're in Oregon, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want, as we decided. So, yeah, you, I mean, know, you, know, uh, you know, get you some heroin or get you some mushrooms and, you know, just have a casual Saturday out on the back porch, you know. <laughs> Lane trains in black tar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, let's go to LB's and grab some lane trains and then uh, we can go next door to the to the to the pot shop and see what uh see what kind of uh synthetic heroin they've got for us sounds like a franchising opportunity in oregon no doubt (laughs) well you know i was kind of uh, i am kind of looking that towards i'd love to have a pot shop right next to uh lb's we would uh we would probably print some money for sure that would be quite quite a partnership so this is a this has been a fresh cuts and fresh whatever the hell you (laughs) reference you want to make to it i'll uh, i'll catch you next week buddy All right, man. Y'all have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.